Hey everybody, this is Fran Frischella and welcome to the World of Basketball podcast. This is the podcast that shrinks the basketball globe for you and takes you every corner of the earth uh, where we talk to executives, players, coaches, media personalities, and uh, we are on episode 69 today in season two. And we've, we're already taping some great shows coming up in the upcoming weeks. You're going to love to hear from uh, some NBA players, future NBA players, coaches, again, people from around the basketball globe. If you like what we're doing and we're getting great feedback from many of you, please subscribe to the World of Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, I can't keep track, but certainly uh, – Wherever you find us, download us, uh, review us, let us know how we're doing, um, and we're going to continue to do this as long as we're having the fun we're having. Also, if you want to go back and listen to any of the previous 68 podcasts that we have done already over the uh, nearly two years now, just download that SXM app. You'll be able to find all of them, plus just amazing content from the sports world, politics culture, music, et cetera. Uh, it's a great podcast. It's a great app to have on your, uh, on your iPhone. So uh, with that, uh, our special guest today, you probably don't know his name, but you are going to get educated when it comes to European basketball. David Hine is a Chicagoland native who has spent most of his life uh, in Europe, in Germany specifically. And there's really nobody that I trust more about international hoops and, and prospects for that matter. Uh, and there's some guys that do a great job out there that, that do get to travel the globe like I used to. And, um, uh, but David Hine knows everything. He does. He knows the kids coming up at 14, 15, 16. He knows the Euro League, the Euro Cup. He writes on FIBA.com. You can find his stuff anywhere. And he has relaunched his podcast, Taking the Charge, which if you want to keep up with the great young prospects around the world, it is a must listen to. And he's writing on the taking the charge Substack as well. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Substack guy. So uh, uh, I think you're going to really, really love what he's doing on Substack as well. But we get into today a kind of a primer on where Euro basketball is as of the start of the new year. We look back on 2021 uh, we talk about the Euro League, the recent pause and the COVID uh, uh, epidemic and how it's affected Euro League basketball. We get into some prospects. Uh, you'll hear what he thinks about uh, Rokas Jokobaitis, the Knicks second round pick who's having a fabulous season in Barcelona. He's on a very, very good team, but he's getting 20 minutes a game. Uh, very efficient point guard. Knicks need a point guard next year. I hope they sign my guy. Uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, but they could also use a solid backup as well. And uh, this kid's going to be over in the NBA sooner than later. Uh, at the end, we get into uh, some of the top young prospects in the world uh, because he's seen just about all of them. But it's just a fun listen because we went for nearly an hour and we really could have talked to David for three hours. He's that knowledgeable. He's that insightful, breaks it down easily. And so I, I really hope you enjoy this, uh, let's just say, beginning of 2022 European basketball update. And when we talked to David, uh, this was a couple of days ago, um, the round 19 of the EuroLeague, some games were canceled, but as we, as we record, the entire round this week have been postponed. Hopefully they'll make those games up and hopefully they'll be back playing very, very soon. Just want to let you uh, know that. Um, before we bring you David Hines. So without further ado, let's bring this great conversation to you right now with uh, European basketball expert, David Hine. Well, welcome to a, uh, I would say a special guest to the World of Basketball podcast. I believe this is his third appearance uh, on the podcast. And uh, there's nobody that I enjoy talking to more about enlightening us about all things European basketball, uh, the talent around the world, and just his insights into the game itself. A uh, 
Chicagoland native and now uh, someone who has spent much of his life in uh, Europe, um, David Hine. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining the podcast again. And uh, I think, you know, it's always great for us to get a chance to catch up with you. It's always a wonder, uh, wonderful to have a chance to, to, to talk to you. Uh, any, anytime I can talk about youth hoops uh, going around the world, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's more, than, uh, more than a joy. And so if this is my third time, do I get a, a special dis- uh, distinctions or like uh, Uncle, oh, yeah. Uncle, Uncle Dave or something like that? <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. Uh, Cousin Chris Dave. Tyler, <laughs> Chris, my, Christopher Tyler, my producer, uh, who is, oh, he's a, who's a champion of yours, by the way, because we're always talking about you. Uh, I think we can make that happen. By the way, um, your podcast, Taking the Charge, uh, how long have you done? Because uh, this is relatively new for you to put it out there on social media, correct? Yeah, it's uh, it's been the relaunch. So I had had uh, Taking the Charge. I did 300 episodes of that. I ended, uh, ended that around uh, 2018. I should probably know this, but I, I don't. And then uh, I've been talking a long time about restarting it. And then uh, I found uh, Substack, which is a, which is an online um it's a it's a uh, it's a, a media platform and uh, and that was a way to to get it out in newsletter form and that was kind of the kicker to start it up and so I've been there doing it now for uh, I guess about two months or so and it's uh, taking the charge and uh, haven't quite gotten it back on uh, iTunes but I plan on soon I think uh, because it was the same name as the taking the charge before I'm kind of struggling to get it back up there but it is a taking charge you can find it and uh, just it's just a joy being able to talk about basketball is not just the game on the court it's everything else around it and that's and those things around it are the things that I also enjoy talking about. So tell me this, because I'm a Substack fan. Are you writing a newsletter for Substack that, that we can subscribe to? Yes, yes. There's, there's also a paid subscription. I have. I do an extra podcast. I do a weekly uh, 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 interview with a young player. Uh, today we did an interview with uh, Marco Pasarski, uh, 2000 born, uh, uh, Serbian big man, uh, back-to-back U18 European champion. And, and that's, a, that's part of the paid subscription. And, and with that, you also get the... Uh, the full archives of the take, uh, Talking Talent uh, podcast, which I do. Uh, I have uh, two sets of. I have, I have a, a group of six scouts that I that each week we talk about nine players, um, uh, really everywhere in the world. Uh, some of the guys that they bring me are just uh, who are these guys, and I love talking to them. And and that's every week, and so that's part of the paid subscription. And um, and it's yeah, it's just a uh, it's an outlet where where I'm able. To, to just uh, uh, just it, it's a different way to 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 get content out there and and so yeah well if you're a draft junkie or a hoops junkie or European basketball junkie or a junkie of basketball around the world uh, that's why we have David on and if I would I would I would advise you to subscribe I I I knew about I didn't know about the Substack so I'm going to get on that right after right after we're done today um, all right let's uh let's do a primer here catch us up on european basketball in this regard um how has how i noticed that the uh the the 19th round of the euro league uh, some of those games have just been postponed what is the covid situation overall uh, on the continent right now as it relates to basketball um as of now it's been They've been uh, they've been okay with it. Um, they're starting to get hit. Uh, they actually had to cancel five of the nine games for round eighteen. So uh, last week's game. So there was only four of uh, of uh, nine of nine games that were played. Um, and uh, Greece is getting hit pretty hard right now. Um, uh, French teams, Turkish teams. Um, it, it's it's spreading. Uh, one of the things, the considerations, uh, actually, I think today there was actually uh, supposed to be on the table was um, to shorten the quarantine uh, for uh, for for um, uh, only uh, for non uh, um, symptomatic. Um, and uh, just to kind of uh, and and I and I that that's something that that Germany is uh, in general uh, and a lot of countries else I saw France actually on the news worth we're thinking about sh- shortening that and um, just to make sure you know from a societal standpoint that you know that workforce is able to stay uh, to be sustained um, and that's kind of the same idea um, you know 
I, I think Fenerbahce, for example, was was one guy short of not being able to play any more games. So um, it, it's not a it's not a good situation right now. And and a lot of and a lot of uh, you know. So you know, you look. I said like I said last week, there were five games that were canceled. There's already been three games that have been canceled, um, and we 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 still have uh, well, we still have you know two days before the games are even uh, uh, are going to be tipping off. So. You know, who knows? Something might happen to you know today, tomorrow, uh, before the games even start uh, be uh, to get tipped off. And so, you know, uh, I imagine for the 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 teams that are going to be playing away on Thursday, uh, time of recording, um, you know, whatever uh, that they're going to start be having to take tests. And uh, and so those tests, if you get a positive, and then you're going to have to look at how many people are still available. And so may- maybe it's not it's not a very it's not a, 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 you know there's 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 definitely some some hotbeds where hotspots where it's kind of getting uh, a little bit problematic um but um yeah so that, that's kind of the situation there's a sense there's a sense here in the states that this recent variant i'm no scientist or a medical practitioner but that if you've been vaccinated you know if, you, if you've been boosted uh and i think the nba the nfl colleges are kind of leaning this way like no symptoms no testing what, this is not a. This is not as serious a strain as the pre, the previous variants. Is there that sense, at least in the basketball community uh, there in Europe, like there might be here? We all kind of feel like, or I guess it's hopeful, wishful thinking, that by February first, this is something that may blow over. So let's just keep going on with the season. Uh- to be to be honest, I mean, you're talking to someone who has really not done anything in the last two years. Uh, I've been I've been more or less a hermit crab. You know, I haven't gone to anything. Um, but 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 um, I I just hope that the 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 people in the know, and it's not only in the USA but also worldwide, that that they're that they are correct in in, in saying, you know, a shorter. Uh, quarantine, uh, uh, you know, uh, time is, is, is okay because, uh, you know, if you're only, but I think they're, I think I, if I, if I'm not mistaken, they, they're talking from 10 to, to five in the U S right. Right. Yes. Because what it is in Europe is, is, ten, is uh, two weeks to, to one week. Um, and um, the, the problem with the EuroLeague and, and that is what they're trying to do. But the problem with the EuroLeague is that I think it's, I think it's um, uh, I think it's 11 different countries. Uh, have teams in it and all of those countries have different uh you know regulations and so i don't know restrictions and everything else that, that's put in place and so I, I know germany is is thinking about it. i don't know if it's actually been been instituted that the the short the shortening of the quarantine period from from two to, to from two to set two weeks to seven to, to seven days i think french just put it in um and i think spain may have as well but i have no idea what turkey is i have no idea what italy is um, and I don't know what, I have no idea what Russia is doing. So, uh, that, that's one of the things. And, and so, and there was, yeah, so that, so it, it's a lot easier to, to do it in the States because you only have one country. Right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and we're, we're battling it every day. My sense is, uh, from family members who are, are in the NBA, uh, they're not even practicing. They're just playing games and keeping guys safe and putting them on charter flights, getting them to hotels and, uh, quick walkthrough at four o'clock in the afternoon, game at seven, play the game, get home and, you know, test again. Any, That's any great. idea how college or, or G league do that? Yeah. Well, what we, what we're seeing in college now is, um, because I think the uh, mo- many, many, if not most of the college teams are the kids, the kids are nearly universally vaxxed and in many cases now boosted, uh, with the third shot that, um, uh, Many schools are saying, "Look, uh, no symptoms, no need to test." They've been, you know, they've got three shots. We're gonna, we're, you know, now is that the best way to do it? I'm not sure, but uh, uh, because none of us knows the severity of the variant, but it does seem like if you've been boosted and you don't have the symptoms, that uh, they're gonna not test and let's play on. I don't know if that's the best course of action, but. Games must go on here in the States, David. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know that. Uh, and I don't want to keep, you know, necessarily keep talking about it. But I, I know that the tests is uh, the number of tests in the U.S. is is, is an issue. It's yeah, I don't know how it is in, in, in other countries. I know in Germany is really not a problem at all. Um, so but uh, I mean, that's that's the thing, you know, if if testing is a problem, you know, just having everybody tested, then, then it then it's, you know, then that's that's one way to kind of, you know, 
play around and try to get to get it uh but you know I mean, there's so many people who 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 uh, are non-symptomatic and can and can still pass it on it's just it's it's such a um yeah it's it's not exactly the ideal situation i'm glad i'm not part of a of, of a team um yeah it's a very it's still a very difficult time there's no question all right let's start at the top and we'll work our way down to the great young players that you know about but uh Give us a sense of the, if you can, just give me an overview of the Euro League this year. Barca and uh, and Real Madrid are at the top of the league. Uh, what's been something that stood out to you about Euro League play? Uh, the, you know, this first part of the year. I would kind of say just the the parity right now. It seems like uh, you know there's. Uh, there's, there's a couple of teams that are kind of pulling away and, and, and are sort of establishing themselves. And then there's a, a bunch of teams that have been really hit, hit really hard with injuries and COVID situations and stuff like that. One of the things that you do have to say is that because of, of, the, of, of all the, 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 the parody that's going on, every game means that much more. I mean, you only have 30, uh, let's see, 36 games. There's, there's, uh, no, 34 games because there's 18 teams and they play each other twice. So there's only 30, there's only 34 games. And just for an example, uh, so top eight teams go to the, to the, uh, to the, to the playoffs and uh, of the 18, um, eighth place is Anadul Efes with nine wins. And then, and then you have two, four, six, you have six teams with seven wins and uh, one team with eight wins. So you have uh, seven teams within two victories of a, a uh, of, of the final playoff spot. So, uh, and there's some pretty big teams down there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, one of the biggest prop, I mean, for some people, I, I, I thought they were a playoff team, but for a lot of people, maybe Unix Kazan, uh, uh, Mario Zonia is playing there. OJ Mayo's playing there. Uh, a guy that uh, uh, not enough people in Europe are talking about John Brown, the third, uh, is playing there. He's having an unbelievable situ- uh, season. Um, and, uh, but, you know, the, the Russian, if, if you had said uh, through halfway, the halfway point of the season that, that the top Russian team uh, in the EuroLeague uh, would not be Seska Moscow, you know, but it would actually be seen at uh, St. Petersburg. Not many people would have uh, been, been thinking that, but uh, Moscow's, you know, they brought in Alexei Shved and, just have had one injury after the next, after the next, after the next. I don't think they've, I don't know if they had a single game this season where everybody's been uh, on board. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a really entertaining league. There's, there's unbelievable talent on every team, even the last, you know, the second to last place team, Panathinaikos, um, the big man, Giannis uh, Papian, uh, uh, Papianis is actually having an unbelievable season. Um, Shagiris, you know, they got talent as well. Albert Berlin, everybody has talent. It's just fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, we just saw uh, Basconia uh, just knock off uh, Barcelona at home by 19 points, which nobody would have expected. Uh, but uh, that just shows that that really still any anybody can win any of these games, uh, and 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 I and I think knowing looking at how many teams are 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 still kind of there in the playoff race, you almost wish that there were more than just eight teams eight teams to go to the playoffs. Well, this this is perfect to segue to this because I think you we've discussed this before, but as if you're listening to the podcast, explain to um, particularly American basketball fans. The meaning of the regular season in the Euro League, I, I, you know, Kyle Hines has talked about it. Uh, Coach Messina has talked about it. The pressure, because of what you mentioned, there's only 34 games. Describe what a typical big Euro League game is like when a, when two teams are battling for one of those eight spots. It's, I mean, you you, you think about it. It's uh, consi- think think about taking an NBA season and knocking, let's say. 40% off and and think about the urgency that that would make all of those, you know, would, would add to all of those games. That's what you have. That's what you have. And, and then in the NBA where that's at 16 of 30 make the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Eight and eight. Yep. Eight and eight. So, and here you have eight of 18, you know? And so, um, 
which 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 then on also on the on the on the on the on the on the downside is that you know especially when you're if you're starting to fall you know if there's a lot of teams that start falling down you have a lot of bad games um and and there's been some calls at the end of the season where with with teams that are not sort of in the playoff race anymore um and um and so some people are actually saying we can we should kind of uh put a relegation system into uh, into European basketball in the, in the continental, uh, the pan pan European competition system. So if you have, you know, the, 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 the bottom two teams of the EuroLeague who finished second, finished last and second to last, they drop down to the Euro cup, for example. Um, the, the problem with that is that there's actually licenses with, I think 11 of the, of the 18 teams that have uh, permanent, permanent spots basically in the league. This would be like, no matter how bad the Lakers are, the Lakers are one of those teams that always has a spot in the Euro league. In the early, yeah, yeah. Hey, There's yeah, there, yeah. those those licenses, those eleven licenses, yeah. Right. They're, they're the 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 winner, the the finalist, the the, the the top two teams of the Euro Cup, which is the second slash third. People can argue second slash third league in Europe, whether or not it's Champions League, basketball Champions League. Um, the top two teams in the Euro Cup jump up to the Euro League um, the following season. So, and then that's, that's the thought of some people saying, well, maybe drop down the other two and then also, but add more playoff teams so that you have, you know, and then, and maybe then say spots five to 12 in the EuroLeague make the playoffs and the four top four teams go directly to um, the quarterfinals, for example. Got it. Okay. Now you, you brought up uh you have to be a real junkie to know who John Brown is. Okay. Now, you know, <laughs> Uh, John, I remember when John John's probably came out in 15 or 16 uh, at a high point university in North Carolina. Is that where you went? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he went to a small, small division one We high point. Uh, Tubby Smith is the coach there now, the, the former great Kentucky coach. Uh, but explain to basketball fans in the States, like how a kid like, now this kid was on NBA radars. I remember John uh, had a great career um kind of like a g league level fringe nba guy he comes to he comes to europe i believe he started in italy and now he's in the top league in europe tell me about the you know the um because we've seen this with will clyburn and so many other americans who come to the come to europe and, and turn into stars but just from your point of view the vantage point you have Explain to somebody in, in the States, like how a guy shows up in Europe, maybe starts out at, uh, you know, Liga Due in Italy. And the next thing you know, four years later, he's probably good enough to make an NBA roster and now one of the best players in Europe. Well, you, you mentioned Kyle Hines before. And I mean, Kyle Hines is sort of the the uh, I was talking to it. I was actually just uh, talking to uh, another player um, and he said Hines is, is the American goat in European basketball. I mean, <laughs> he's un- unbelievable and just uh, unbelievable. UNC Greensboro. UNC exactly. Greensboro. Exactly. And, and, and that's one of the things that. Um, if you're an American and that's, you know, if you're an American and uh, you know, you, you, you might not uh, be thinking that you, you, you got the, you know, the right. Uh, NBA is a numbers game. You know, you have to have a little bit of luck here. If you get an unfortunate injury while you're in, in, in camp, you know, at, at, at one of the workout camps or whatever, you know, there's so many variations that, you know, things have, can happen and, you know, just head down, go to Europe, and bust your butt even just get a job where you play don't you know don't necessarily go to the top team if you're not ready go to a team you know there's 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 um there's jump off leagues you know like finland is really a big belgium is a big league those are big leagues where guys go bust their butts and people notice people will notice you everywhere everywhere also in european basketball and you can go from i mean kyle heinz uh, he went from uh, he went from the second division. Brian, uh, Brandon Rooney found him and uh, was playing the Euroleague the next week, the next year, you know, and at, at Bamberg, you know. And then I think I think the following year he was winning the the, uh, the Euroleague with uh, Olympiacos, you know. And and but that's that's the thing that can happen, you know. That's the that's the rise that that anybody can do, um, and uh, and so that's you know just you know, okay, you're mad. You didn't get drafted or whatever, <laughs> head down, go wherever you're going, just yeah. bust your butt, uh, pay attention, learn the game. Um, 
and and one of the things is that I actually I should go back and see. Uh, I wonder who who some of Kyle Hines' t- early teammates were. You know, in that you know in that first season, you know who he maybe had to look, talk to. That's one of the things I, I always I always look at when I'm doing features on players. I always look at who are some of the guys um, when when they were young Americans who come over. Who were some of the guys the the old veterans? Um, and I was just talking to who was I just talking? And he had I was it was a uh, Hugo Benitez, a French two thousand one born point guard, and he had um, uh, what's his name Wilson J- uh, Jamar Wilson and uh, fin- old old Finnish national team player and and uh, Zach Wright um, as a as a whatever he was nineteen or twenty year old. Uh, and these old veteran Americans, uh, Ricky Paulding in uh, in, um, Paulding in in Oldenburg, in Oldenburg you know, they, they called it they call it they call it they call it Poldingburg, you know, Oldenburg. They call it Poldingburg. He's been there for wow. ages. Just yeah. just go. If you have an old veteran, just, you know, it's it's respect your elders kind of, you know, learn from your elders, learn from those guys and just head down, bust your butt. And, 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 and as if, if you have the talent. You will get it. You can get there. And guys come back. Uh, uh, PJ Tucker uh, was a washout early, found his game in Europe. You know, you know, he never shot a three point shot at University of Texas in three years. And he goes to he goes to Europe. And uh, by the time he gets back to the States, he becomes, you know, he's I don't know, guys in his mid 30s, David. And, uh, you know, another guy that, remi- that reminds me of Royce O'Neal was not a prolific scorer when he was at uh Grand Canaria. I'm not sure Royce averaged 10 points a game the one year in the ACB, and now he's a starter in the NBA, you know, as a, as a great role player. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested. I, I, I'm sure you haven't talked to guys about this, but I, I just, we just went through the, the G League call-ups. I was out at the uh, Las Vegas uh, showcase, and I got to think there's guys sitting in hotel rooms and apartments in Europe that are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, Americans who are thinking, I could have got a 10-day call-up. Because I, I would contend, having watched the Orlando Magic recently, they're so young that they would really have trouble beating one of the top teams in the EuroLeague. And that's not a knock on their talent. I, well, I want to ask you about Franz Wagner in a second because we've had him on the podcast. But I got to think there's guys in Europe that are in their mid-20s thinking, like a John Brown, like, oh, my gosh, I could be in the NBA right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, sure. Uh, um I, I don't know. I, I don't know necessarily like some of the yearly guys, but some of like the, you know, mid lower level Euro cup guys and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you're making a, you're making a decent money out here and, you know, you're living pretty comfortably if you're on a yearly team and, um, and uh, you know, and, and, and those guys can make it to the, to the, to the, to the NBA. I mean, uh, Ish, Ish, Ish Wainwright's another guy, you know, he dominated at the, at the, um, at the basketball champions league. Um, and that got him a contract with, Oh God. Toronto, I think Toronto he, signed him in the summer. Toronto was that? Yeah, it was okay. Toronto. I'm not sure he's still with them, but we, you know, we were excited that he got a chance to sign with Toronto. I don't know if it was a guaranteed deal, but it was kind of a surprise that he showed up and back on a roster. But I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's still with Toronto. But well, he he was he was I think he he averaged something stupid like 28 points and yeah. 15 ribbons uh, playing for the. Uh, uh, it was Schmidt's team, the African team at the Afro basket. Uh, oh, was, was that Rwanda? No, Uganda. Uganda. Uganda, Uganda, exactly. Uganda, Uganda. Yeah. yeah. You know, d- you know, Schmidt's had him over there uh, with his Greek coach friend and, and they did, uh, you know, he was just stupid there, but I mean, he was, he had an unbelievable season. Uh, he would even had an unbelievable season at, at, at Fechta and then went over to Strasbourg um, and, uh, and, and, and killed it there. And, and, and that's, then then that's exact the point, you know, just head down, go to Fechta, you know, go to, Go to a, you know, if you go to a first division team in Germany out of college, you're doing pretty good. You know, German first division. No you doubt know? about it. No, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, it used to be, you remember 20 years ago, if you were a top scorer at North Carolina or Kansas and you weren't an NBA player, you could step right into any of these top leagues in Europe. And that's impossible now because the level of play, I think, is so high. Uh, and I don't think American fans quite understand it just because you averaged 18 at Missouri, like Ricky Paulding did at one time, by the way, that it takes, a, it, it's a process for you to become one of the better players uh, at the professional level in Europe. And I know that's, that's probably where the greatest improvement has come over 30 years, I would say, is the, the level of talent that, you know, that, that, that's in Europe right now. 
there's so much talent. And I mean, the Americans who come over are unbelievable players. Um, that's one of the things that, that, that continues to amaze me is that um, the, 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 the unbelievable number of basketball of unbelievably talented basketball players that America produces. You, you really, you I mean, okay, you have the NBA and, you know, people think, okay, G League and, you know, there's some guys that go over to Europe and stuff like that, but there's so many guys that go come to Europe. It's absolutely crazy, you know? And, and, uh, and, you know, you think of, you know, where, what countries are, are able to produce uh, talent and, and nobody, nobody comes even close to the sheer numbers that the USA does. Nobody, yeah. not even close. Yeah. Well, we have 330 million people and it's a popular sport. And uh, but what I you know, it's funny when I was when I was covering the G League winter showcase, I said on the air that a lot of people will poo poo a guy playing in the G League. But on a planet of seven billion people, if you've got 500 NBA players and you've got 500, let's say, really high level European players. And we know there's way more than that that play. But these G League guys are among the best 2,000 players in the world. And a lot of those guys end up leaving the G League, like a Nazmi Long who tried, tried, tried to stick with an NBA team, and now he can go over to Europe, make a little money. And these guys are still among the best 2,000 players on the planet, which isn't, a, which isn't bad when you put it into perspective. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of the things that, you know, you know the G League is – Really, you're you're re, you are one call from the NBA. You know, if you're in a, if you're a top player in the Europe, you are still uh, n- nobody goes directly from the, from Europe to the NBA during the season. That that I don't know if that I don't know if that's ever happened. Probably has. I don't I don't I don't. Uh, um, but uh, but you, in the G League, you're just one year away. And so, you know, and I understand the guys who graduate. They say, okay, I'm going to stick it out with the G League. You know, one two three years because you know I'm just that one call away. And then you only need is that one call instead of trying to. I know I can get there from from Europe. Um, but instead of doing that, I'm going to try just, you know, give it two, three years. I'm, I'm still in the States. I can still see my family, you know, you know, uh, that sort of thinking. And then, and then, and then if it doesn't work out, I, okay, then head down and, and then try to get there that way. Got it. Got it. All right. Let me ask you one more basketball question, uh, before we get into some young prospects, uh, the impact of coach Obradovich coming back, uh, after a year off to part partisan explain, explain to our basketball friends here in the States, like the impact that he has had on the, the, you know, basketball in Europe and the coaching profession. Obradovich is like saying wooden in America or, you know, you know, but I, yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of what you would, what you, you know, you know, who you can, who you can say, you know, I mean, you'd have to say wooden, you'd have to say wooden, you'd have to say Auerbach. Yeah. You know, you'd have to say Riley. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, is yeah. who else who else is in that in that sort of sphere? Given given his personality, I would say Vince Lombardi, if anybody remembers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean as but as far as esteem, you know, I mean, this yeah. is a guy God, I I I don't want to do him un, unjust, but I think he's won nine year league titles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and has brought different countries to uh different clubs to to that to that to that uh to that obviously that lofty uh uh, uh pinnacle. Um, he won his and, first title in ninety-two, by the way. You were right. He, where he's where he's at now. Yes. Yes. With, with parties and 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 he's coaching. He's coaching one of his players in '92, if I'm not mistaken. I hope that I'm, um, that I'm not wrong, but I know um, that his that he coached Koprovica and and Borussia. His son is playing for him at, at Partizan. I I I, I I I believe he was on the the '92 uh, Partizan team. I'm not 100 sure. I hope that uh, European basketball fans don't don't start killing me for this. But I know that he coached part. Uh, he coached uh, Koprovica's father as well. And, and it's, 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 it's a think the, the thing that, that, that some people might not realize is that partisan was, was absolutely just floored, even like, I don't know, like four or five, maybe four or five years ago. Um, you know, they weren't really producing much talent. The fans were always there. The fans were always there. The fans are nuts there. Um, but they just, nothing could happen. They couldn't get anything going. Um, and then, um, actually one of the guys that they brought in and actually, uh, who, who's the, who's the big, uh, Montenegro center. He was also in the NBA. Uh, he got in, uh, with the management, 
Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Pe- Pekovic, Pekovic, Nikola. Oh Pekovic. yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Pekovic. Yeah. Yeah. So he got in. I, I don't think he. I don't think he was there for long. But you know, he was in there in the in the ownership management for a little bit, and um, and then, but. European basketball is just better if there's a good partisan team, you know, it, it, it's just a fact. And, and, um, and, and then you started to see, and actually one of the, one of the, uh, one of the guys that really kind of took them, you know, really up to um, uh, just brought them a huge step forward was Trincari, you know, when he coached them there, uh, what he was doing with partisan in, in the Euro cup was, was fantastic. You know, now we see him um, at, at Bayern, we saw him at, at Bamberg and stuff like that. We see him go anywhere. Um, but but partisan is just is um, there's so much mystique to partisan in general, and then yeah. and 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 there's the amazing club and there's the amazing amazing fans, and then you bring in this guy back who's a legend anyhow, yeah, and yeah. and then it's it's just it, it'd be like I don't know I'm trying to think so so it'd be like um, ah, um it'd be like would it be like Riley going back to the Lakers and yeah that's actually exactly where I was gonna go yeah. probably yeah. Him going back to Lakers that's yeah. that's probably the 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 level that you're talking here right right you know because yeah. he, he he went to Panathinaikos he went to Fenerbahce won the title there and there and then so Riley went to LA now he goes back I went to uh, Miami now he goes back to uh, uh LA that, that's probably that's how you can think about it and and it's and uh, and then and then and and they don't just and they don't just you know say you know okay well let's see what we're going to do they bring in boom punter Kevin Punter you know who played Euro League the year before uh, God I think uh, the guys that they have right now you know but this is like this is a Euro League level team I don't know if they can I don't know if they can maybe make the playoffs in the Euro League uh, but they're close and then they also have kids there too you know they brought in uh, Rodian Kuros uh, kind of a failed NBA guy um, they they have uh, they have Uros uh, Trifunovic they have uh, Koprovica. um uh, they got Grego Glass, uh, a 2000, 2001 born uh, Slovenian, who's who's playing just fantastic out of his uh, out of his mind right now. The last couple of weeks, um, and um, and so they're just playing great basketball. Really, one of the top. Um, uh, I have a, I have a I have a show called uh, Gone Traveling where we we talk about the the Euro Cup uh, every week uh, with Antigone Sahari of Eurohoops, and uh, we, we 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 coined the Fab Four: um, them, Lokomotiv Kuban, uh, Valencia, and. Uh, Oh God, who's the other team? Who's the other top team? Uh, uh, Virtus with uh, with uh, Scariola as the coach there, and so um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, it, it's so great to see him back, and um, it would be, um, I, I guess maybe if the, the goal is to get back to the Euro League, so to get to the final of the Euro Cup, and um, it, it'll be a disappointment. I don't know if it's a tragedy yet if they don't make it this year, but if they don't make it, if they don't make it back to the EuroLeague by the 23, 24 season. So making, you know, still having a chance next year, then it would be a huge disappointment um, that they weren't able to do it. Um, Zach, Zach Ledet left Milan to, to sign with them. Right. Yeah. He went with, he, and he went with, uh, and, and he went Kevin with Punter. Punter. He went yeah, with Kevin Punter, Punter by the way, if you're listening. Tennessee. Well, he wouldn't, He's a, yeah, he's a New York kid, played at Tennessee and is one of the guy like the one of the prototype you're Americans in Europe who pretty much is thought of as a star, like a like a Kyle Hines in his prime. And Kevin can score in his in a in his dead sleep, I think, you know, that's two, that's, uh, that's your head down. Just bust yes. your butt and you will get there. You know, exactly. yeah. right, are you surprised? You know, Franz Wagner. If the if the Magic have the youngest team and one of the youngest teams in NBA history, and they're really struggling, but Franz Wagner is uh, very very close to being at the top of you know is going to get serious consideration for NBA Rookie of the Year. I know the other guys have more hype. It's probably going to be Mobley, but Franz Wagner is among the three best rookies in the league. Are you surprised first that he he had the he had the chance to stay with the club uh, in Germany? Um, and then he, but he went to Michigan, followed his brother. But are you surprised by the, the the success he's having? He's on his way to being an NBA, if not a star, certainly a guy that's going to be a high, high level NBA player. But one of the best players in the world. Let's put it that way. Did I see thirty eight points? Okay, did I see twenty eight points that he scored the other, you know, the, a couple of weeks ago? You know, yeah. whatever, you know, month and a half ago. 
I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, one of the things that you got to think about is that, you know, we, we, we talk about, um, and, and this kind of goes back to the dungeons. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he's dungeons at all. Not even going close to that. But one of the things that, that what, what you have to consider when you have a young European and you have to look and see where they were at, at, at the age, where they were at, at that age. Um, you know, you look at Dungeons, she was winning the MVP of the EuroLeague at 19. You know, he was winning the EuroLeague for Real Madrid, which is which is the Lakers, even bigger than the Lakers, you know, with pressure and everything else. And and he did it as a 19 year old. Um, and uh, and 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 Wagner was playing in the EuroLeague at 17, 18. You know, he had he had Aito as the coach. And, and this is, this is a guy who gave Rubio shits. This is a guy who gave Rudy Fernandez his chance. You know, this is, this is a Spanish legend who just says he's super calm, relax. I think he's like 70, whatever, you know, he, he went all over the place. So many great players have played for him and he's just, you know, laid back. Uh, he's actually a huge bird, uh, bird lover. Um, and, uh, and, uh, bird watcher and, uh, and just lets his players play through in bad spells, you know, it doesn't call timeouts, but, but, but he also essentially then also gives the youngsters a chance to play. You look at Albert Berlin, all the guys that they, you know, give a chance to play and, uh, and Wagner was one of them. And, and, you know, there, this is, this is the, the, the on-raging debate, you know, do you stay in Europe or do you go to, uh, do you go to a college and, you know, there's advantages and disadvantages. You probably can play against a higher, a higher level of, of, of mature and physical from a mass standpoint in the, in, in Europe, because you're playing against grown men, professional grown men. But you actually might be playing against better athleticism in college. If you're talking Big Ten, you know, SEC, you know, these guys are, you know, rock stars athletically, you know. And, and, and so and if you feel like you need to be tested at that level, I think you can say that at Kentucky, that at Duke, that, that, uh, that you know, some of these schools are more athletic than than uh, some of these Euro Cup German uh, teams or Euro Cup German German League, I, you can say no. that athletically, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, athletic. solely athletically, not 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 maturity and Agreed. and and not um, uh, and not understanding of the game, but but solely athletically. And if you want to make sure that you can, if you feel like you need to be able to prove yourself against the athleticism then that that would be a way to go because you you've already shown that you can handle yourself on that on that stage um from a from a maturity standpoint can i handle myself and then also dominate again did i expect some of the things he's doing not necessarily no um but am i I, am i shocked no yeah i would say david that he's the he's the perfect storm of a, a young player in the development area because he played in a great club, Albert Berlin, for a great coach. He comes to the States where instead of being a role player, as he was at 17 and 18, he's in the Big Ten with an a former NBA player who's a pretty good coach and then gets to play through all those mistakes at Michigan against the athletes. To me, Franz Wagner is like the perfect example of a kid who had the best of all worlds. And, and because when we talked to him on, the, on our podcast – he, he clearly said I had there was no way I could make a mistake. If I stayed at Alba Berlin, I felt confident I would develop. And if I came to the States and followed my brother, I would get to go to a university for a year or two, you know, play in the Big Ten. And it, they, it, they had a coaching change, though, didn't they, right? Because didn't they? The, his, the, well, he, he, he never played for the same coach that uh, Mo played for, John Beeline, who right. went to the NBA, but he played for a guy who played, oh, he played for he, Howard. No, uh, right. Yeah, uh, for Juwan Howard, who Juwan played Howard. in the NBA and also yeah. six years as an assistant to uh, Spolstra. So, like, okay, okay. Franz, I think, is unique because I don't think anybody would normally get the confluence of great coaching experiences that this kid got. Because I think if, had he stayed at Albert, I think it's clear he would have been a very good NBA player anyway. I, yeah, I mean, he would have just kept kept playing, you know. I, 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 even Aito's the new coach at Albert Berlin this season is was Aito's uh, assistant, Israel yeah. Gonzalez, and and he's basically yeah. just keep doing the same, uh, pretty much the same thing. So, yeah. All right, uh, let me ask you this: uh, 
if you were to, is there a place in Europe right now that you would say clearly is developing more young prospects than any other place, or has the talent diffused itself that now, you know, the, 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 the development of players is pretty much universal throughout, uh, throughout Europe? Mm, I'd say you have your usual suspects, you know, um, Serbia, um, this, it's, it kind of just blows my mind that the you know they you know they get they get picked apart more and more you know as far as like the country you know it used to be Yugoslavia and they're, and they're still producing so many uh, talents and, and also and also the fact that 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 you know um okay USA has USA has basketball and but then they have so but they have you know NBA uh they have the, they have uh, American football and and really I guess I guess NFL is probably the biggest competitor for athletes you know baseball there's none of the top athletic guys go play baseball anymore in America right. it, unfortunately right. as, as a baseball lover um unfortunately for the Cubs no unfortunately for baseball for baseball <laughs> for, for baseball um I mean you know McCutcheons and and uh and, and you know, anyhow um so it's mainly NFL but 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 in Serbia you know Serbia Serbians go crazy for water polo right right you know exactly. you know yeah. and 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 football soccer is 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 football soccer you know it, it's it's at that level you know and there's also there's also handball you know serbia is a sports nation yugoslavia was a sports nation every sport all sports and so the fact that they can continue to pursue all, all these guys so usual suspects um france is they you know athletically and they're starting to you know still you know develop the you know more and more guys and, and one of the dynamics about france over the last i don't know four or five years is that uh, you don't need to go to NSEP anymore to be, to come out and, and be a star from France. You know, you have Asphel, Tony Parker's team, you have, um, you have Cholet, which was where Killian Hayes was. You have all these clubs, you have all these clubs producing talent and stuff like that. Um, Lithuania, um, you know, Lithuania, I, I mean, Lithuania just produce, you know, rock solid um, fundamental players. Uh, you know, Jokubaitis is playing wonderfully right now at um, uh, um, at Barcelona. Uh, second yeah, me, second rounder with let me, uh, with, let me with ask New York. Let me ask you about him. My 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 friends, he, the Knicks have his rights. Mm -hmm. My European friends tell me he's having a uh, he's a, he's a let's just explain. He's a lefty. He kind of reminded me of Beno Udre. You know, he, he he's a lefty, young, six, four point guard who the Knicks drafted and they've kept him in in us uh, in Europe. Give me a quick summary of his development this year, because my Euro friends are telling me he's playing really well. Well, I mean, if you're if you're um, if you're a Knicks fan, the best place that he could be is Barcelona, because they have Shara Shasakivic as the coach, which is like the, the legend as far as uh, Lithuanian point guards in the post Sabonis, um, uh, uh, um, oh, come on, uh, uh, Marshallonis, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Curtinitis and the whole yeah. group. Yeah. Of uh, so, so, so he's, he was, he's, he's like the leader of that next generation and he's just been an amazing coach with Barcelona. So you have him day in and day out. And he was also his coach over in, 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 um, uh, in Shagiris, you know, yeah. so he's been in, in his ear, in his ear, in his ear. And, um, you know, Coletas, Nick Coletas is, is out injured. Uh, I think he got, a, I think he broke his foot or something like that. So he's out a couple of months and him and, and Nicholas uh, La Profitola are, are there and have been forced to take over the reins. And, and, you know, he's still only a 20, 21 year old kid. Um, and, uh, but he's having to, 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 to lead um, probably the favorite uh, for the Euroleague, you know, uh, he's on a, he's on, you know, he's, he's working alongside with, um, with La, Pro with La Pravatola, but, uh, you know, really he's, 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 he's really having to do that and he's doing a great job, you know, and, and, but you have to say, like I said, it's just, uh, it's, we talk about coaches and, and, and really there's so much that the, the, the coaches for the development of players is so important that, and, and, uh, and so, you know, just the, the perfect guy that you can have for him to go to Europe. And, um, I, I don't know of a better situation, uh, for him, you know, they know he'll get his minutes. They know he'll be, you know, taught on a, on a super high level. Um, and now it's just up to him to be able to, to get there. Um, so, yeah. And he's, and he's playing for a coach who also 
played for a great college coach in the States, Gary Williams. Is that who he played for Williams? Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He played for Hall of Famer Gary Williams. So, now, who's the, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saras came to uh, the States. He went to high school in Pennsylvania. Gary Williams took him at Maryland. It took him a while to get going. And then he had a fabulous college career. Uh, and then, uh, and then obviously is a legend in Europe. So if you're, a, if you're an ACC fan from the nineties and you remember the name, yes, mm -hmm. he has not disappeared. He's gone back to Europe, was a great player. Do dominated in Europe as a player too. Now he's, now he's dominating as a coach too. Exactly. So it's always fun. You and I know these guys, but uh, it's always fun to fill in the blanks. And, 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 and just one other thing on, 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 on so you can kind of get an yeah. understanding of who this, who this person is, who, and he has, <laughs> he has such an, un, he, he, he just gets it in, in, in so many different ways is there was a, he, this was, um, ah, God, this was, must've been four or five years ago. There was a press conference when he was still over in, in, in Chagiris and, and somebody said, uh, one of his players, I don't remember who it was, um, went to the United States to be, uh, to be uh, by his wife for his son's birth, and uh, and uh, and the reporter kind of you know questioned him on it, and and Char said to him, "Do you have kids?" And 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 the reporter said, "No." Okay, well then you understand, I have kids, and I know why I you know why he should be there, and so that's why he's there. And then it was just um, it was just like last week or two weeks ago. Um, there was a thing about um, about the pressure uh, that that uh, Barcelona has. And he's like, well, what pressure do we have? We're millionaires. You know, we're playing a game. You know, we have no war. You know, but we don't have pressure. You know, yeah, what, what are we that. what are we facing? You know, we're in nothing. You know, so it's just, this is the that. guy, you know, you see these things and you're like, oh, great. Go, Charles, Charles. Even if you're not a fan, you know, of, of his teams, you got to be a fan of him. Awesome. I right, listen, I, I I could we could talk three hours. I got to wrap this up here. Surely. Yeah. We have only touched the surface. Yeah. So you want, you so, want some names? <laughs> no, no. Listen, okay, here's okay. what I want to do. I, I want I want one guy that we know is a you know high draft pick that you think it, that you can tell us about, and give me one under the radar second round guy or a guy that's gonna give me somebody that people should know about as we start talking NBA draft. Give me one in one. Give me a name that we know about that's on the mock drafts already, and then maybe a guy that's. On the mock drafts, but he's kind of in that second round. But you think he's better than what? And people will find out about him. Uh, I mean, the biggest the biggest name in Europe uh, is 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 Nikola Jovic. Uh, we're, we're talking this year's draft. I'll get to the next yeah, year's draft. Really, this year's draft. Yeah, yeah, Nikola Jovic uh, playing at Mega, which is the which is the factory um, that produces all those uh, Serbian guys, uh, Yo uh, Nikola Jokic, um, all all those guys. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big guy who can play out on the wing. Uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's had something like eight or nine games now in a row where he's had at least two or th uh, two threes or more. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's got the ball in his hands and they're giving him, they're letting him play, uh, there he's playing Adriatic league, which is good. Um, you know, it's a high level of competition Serbian league, but also, also a, a, a European league. So he's playing against, uh, he's playing against Sabona. He's playing against, um, he's playing against Partizan. He's playing against, uh, Red Star, you know, all the good, um, Balkan teams. So he's playing against those guys, uh, has got, you know, you know, and, and, uh, and he's getting there he's getting there and i think that uh, you know they're they're critiquing him and finding out what he can do and what he can't do uh he's a he's a level-headed kid um and uh was actually born in england um and uh yeah he's just super exciting to watch and uh, i think uh, once once he becomes even more mature i think it'd be that much uh more deadly and, and especially if he can keep shooting um a guy that a lot of people are talking about is is yannick uh zoza um not exactly one i'm sure on the pronunciation of that that's um i think he's probably late first rounder maybe with unikaha he's a congo kid um he, to me he's he's like a, a defensive guy who can you know maybe mess you play around the basket he has really has no offensive game and until until he gets that i'm just wondering whether or not that's whether or not that's you know the right way to go rocket perkachin is with sabona son of a, a really high level player as well um and i think he's you know somebody uh we as part of our talking talent uh podcast we had him uh, we were talking about him and um there was kind of the 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 thought um that maybe he seems disinterested i wonder if he maybe would have been better served to go to a little bit bigger of a team um uh, so he's another guy um yeah. the guy I, that, I, sorry i feel like he's plateaued a little bit this year i was expecting more out of prakachin 
that's that's the thing. You know, I wonder if if maybe he would have been better served to go somewhere where he's a little bit out of his comfort zone, uh, where he's challenged uh, by you know an American coach or uh, you know a, a, just a different atmosphere uh, where he can put his head down and work. You know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't don't yeah. don't don't have uh, don't have you know, you know you know people around you uh, who saying you're good. You know, just going to practice every day and getting your butt kicked. Um, you know, and and having to fight for your minutes. You know, uh, you can get drafted uh, in the NBA even if you're only playing like 12 minutes in in the Euro Cup. You know, playing 12 minutes in the Euro Cup as a as a 19, 20 year old that still means something. As long as you go and produce in those minutes, as long as the scouts when they go to those games and they see you engaged, you know, not shut off on the bench. You you know you're on the court. You know you you you're going to run and pick your guy up after you know almost getting the 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 charge. You know getting you know on 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 the defense you know going and you know talking a lot um you know maybe i just i wonder about that with with Perkishan. you know maybe it might have been better for him to go somewhere else i don't i don't know if that's right or not but that's kind of where one other one other guy that 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 is 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 i i really interested to see what he does as far as like draft words and and uh, i think right now he's sort of you know slower in the second and um, is this Ismail Kamigate uh, with Paris Basketball? This is the team that is run by the former G, uh, the former director of the the Timberwolves, David uh, David Kahn, uh, and they yeah. also have Johan uh, Bagaran, the the second second round choice, I yeah. think, yeah. Uh, with 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 Boston. I liked him. Yeah, I really liked him last year. He doesn't know how to play yet, but he's a fabulous athlete. He was his uh, his uh, his uh, NBA global uh, and, and no not NBA global the uh, the basketball without borders glo- uh, global camp team was him, Marshallonis yeah. and John Monteros t- together on one team wow. with wow. one ball. Oh boy! All right, well, uh, no, but, but the guy but the guy was Ismael Kamigade. It was the French guy, yeah. so he's a, he's a yeah. big and you know, he blocked uh, nine shots in a game and and um and 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 just you know because everybody has to mention the name and I will mention it as well Victor uh, Vimbanyana, um you know projected you know top two maybe even projected number one pick next in in the twenty twenty three draft uh, just he's has has been dealing with some injuries is now slowly starting to to pick things up and it's unicorn stuff. It's the stuff that he can do is just, it's just, it's, it's, it's cheat code stuff, you know, and it's really, you know, that size and then that, that ability, it's just, it's just, it's just fun. We're going to save Victor Wembenyana for the next time we have you on, which is going to be sooner than later, because I you're we've only touched the surface of, you know, 2022. So I, I do want to, I do want to let people know though, because this is the, this is, if you're interested in youth basketball in Europe and the, this yeah. is, you, you have to watch the Adidas next generation tournament. Those teams, those, those competitions are starting up uh, January 23rd, January 21st to the 23rd is in Munich. Uh, February 25th to the 27th is in Belgrade. Uh, March 25 to 27 is in Patras in Greece and then Varese April 1st to April 3rd. Um, this is, there's so much unbelievable talent. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, and so that, I just wanted to get those dates out for, for people yes. Re- rewind, <laughs> rewind oh, <yeah>. the show. <laughs> Here, no, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to promote taking the charge uh, your, your podcast and your Substack. If you are interested in, uh, young, the young talent around the world. You must subscribe. We we the- will have a show with with the talking talent guys uh, uh, dedicated to the Munich show, uh, Munich uh, event that'll be coming up in the next I don't know probably ten uh, next ten days or so. So uh, it'll be there definitely. So if you want to know anything that's going on with the Adidas Next Generation tournament uh, in Munich uh, again, twenty first to twenty third. That's you know th- th- that'll be that'll be a very good primer. Um, but more uh, importantly, yeah. David, they need to subscribe to your Substack just because. Aside from next gen, you will you will get twelve months a year coverage of the best talent in in the world. And uh, uh, I'm going to subscribe as soon as I get off this podcast. I actually have to go to watch Baylor practice right now here in uh, Waco. But um, we can't thank you enough, man. I, I I literally 
I've only, I could have asked you three more hours worth of questions, but we're going to save that because we're going to keep having you on if it's okay with you. I have no problem with it. Gladly. I, I, I whenever I, I, I love the chance to talk to you. It's been, I no, had you on my podcast a long time ago. And, and so I, it, it's just wonderful that I have a talk. And, and, and unfortunately I didn't even get to ask you, ask, ask you no, no, no. questions about college that. basketball stuff. We're <laughs> going to keep doing that. But David Hine, uh, just a great guest, just a great, a, a great guy, a great resource. And again, taking the charge podcast, Substack, get on that. And uh, David, we will have you on very, very soon. I promise you. Uh, everybody have a good new year. Stay safe, stay healthy. Um, and, and don't be stupid. I guess it's probably, you know, exactly. just, just make, just make sense of what you're doing now. <laughs> as we used to say, public, public service, public service announcement by, by taking the charge. Well, as we used to say in Brooklyn, uh, we had a saying in my neighborhood, just do the right thing. Thanks very much to my good friend, David Hine. Uh, really enjoyed that. Incredibly insightful, great, uh, rundown on what's happening in Europe right now, uh, from every level, really. EuroLeague, obviously, and then he touched on some of the great prospects that will likely be in next year's draft. And we're going to have him back soon because he's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, there's nobody I trust more when it comes to European basketball than David. So thank you to David Hine. And uh, we've got some great ones coming up. Don't want to give it away yet, but we've got some future NBA players that you'll hear from in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll have some. We'll have a guest on that uh, is a college coach that you – you know that is uh, off to a great start with his new spot, and he also knows European and international basketball better, better probably than any college coach in America. I gave you a little hint there. You should know who that is. But uh, in the meantime, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe to our World of Basketball podcast and uh, give us a great review if you can. Keeps us uh, keeps us in the good graces of the SiriusXM podcast uh, hierarchy here, let's just say. And uh, we're going to continue to bring you great content, uh, of course. And download that SXM app also and go back and listen to any of the previous 68 shows we, with, that we have already recorded. So with that, you know that next week I plan to bring you to another place in my world of basketball. World of Basketball is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Chris Tyler. Sound designed by Robert Moore. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. A special thanks also to Sirius XM, Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Mr. Steve Cohen. Sirius XM Podcasts.